Well, we have today, we have a guest. We have Avi. I'm not going to say your last name. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Frederick Aviasa Smith. I am, uh, I guess, one of the partners at Samos Supreme LLC. And uh, we are a food carryout in the area. And um, been so, doing it for a little bit while now. How long have y'all been open? Um, our storefront has been open since August. Um, we were established in 2012, but we've been in the community doing food festivals and catering for a number of years now. Really? Mm-hmm. That wasn't hip. Yeah, man. It's been an ongoing so they, process. Oh, you thought they just popped up with a carry out? Yeah, no, nah, seriously. Cause, yeah. I mean, you, when you see people get started with their business, you really never know the like the The, the grind work. part? Yeah, the grind yeah. part. You just see, oh, storefront. Yeah. It's lit. By the time it hits you, they've usually been in business for a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess what is a part of y'all, what was a part of y'all grind part? Well, I guess y'all still grinding, too, at the same time. Most so, definitely. Like, what is it that y'all, I guess, do to stay consistent or try to stay relevant within the area? Um, Try to stay relevant in the area. I mean, it's not too hard right now because we are still, like, a new establishment. So, mm-hmm. folks are still finding out about us. The mm-hmm. thing that helped us out a lot is we built a following during the food festivals and stuff. So, people mm-hmm. were, like, literally waiting for us to open up. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, most of our sales and stuff right now have become, like, word of mouth. Yeah. So it's just like it's still growing by word of mouth alone. Um, we also do like you know a little advertising Facebook mm-hmm. and that, but we haven't even dove into that yet. But we're still seeing growth just by word of mouth. So do you think social media helps y'all at all? Oh, I'm sorry. You think social media helps y'all at all? Of course. Um, I mean, I guess you can't really tell um, Instagram and Twitter too much, but definitely Facebook. Mm-hmm. I say Facebook, you definitely touch the um, touch the public, yeah, especially yeah, all the yeah. You'd be surprised they mad response. People be hitting us yeah. up, messaging me this, that, and the third, and um, it's crazy. Facebook has evolved crazy. Yeah. Um, you can literally go on there between like the insights breakdown and um, your ability to advertise just by spending some bread or whatever like that. So it's a Kenyan restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. who do you feel like is your biggest audience? Like, do you have a lot of, like, Kenyans come out to support y'all? Or is it more just, like, what? Call Asian? What is it? Europeans? <laughs> we have call, call Kenyans. Oh, my oh, bad. God. My bad. My I mean, bad. I corrected myself. No, you're fine. We're, you're fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, that's straight. I'm, I'm not offended. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, nah, we have a good mix. Um, yeah. We have a good mix. It's really not a majority. I guess you could say... White folk, Caucasians would be the, <laughs> the largest. But I mean, it's because of the area. We're in Bowie. Yeah. But um, we're definitely starting to see now other Africans, Nigerians, yeah. and um, Indians coming to the restaurant. So oh. it's just like, once we start seeing Indians coming in, we know it's like, all right, they're actually seeing samosas as being legit. Okay. Because our distinction is that we are Kenyan samosas, not Indian. Oh, okay. So they're oh. your biggest competition. Um, I wouldn't say competition. Like, it's a relatively new idea. People are always amazed because no one ever thought... Um, it'd be fruitful to just sell samosas. Mm-hmm. Samosas are more of like a street food, more of a um, grab-and-go food. It's mm-hmm. not so much a main dish. Yeah. So it's like taco stand type feel. Sure. Type thing. Okay. Um, I was about to ask you something. Oh, how do you feel like your friends have supported? Do you, or do you feel like they just say more, that they're going to support more than them actually supporting, if that makes sense? Um, support in like what way? Like, what well, would, it depends. What like, I guess, what like? do you consider supporting Samosa Supreme? Mm, I mean, for the most part, don't ask for a discount. Come through. <laughs> nah, come people, do people ask to ask you for that though? No. Funny enough, not really. Not okay. Not really. I mean, when you have your Africans coming, they gonna ask for a discount. Right, right, right. But it's just because they're cheap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? yeah. How does that? How does one ask for a discount? 
Do they just start speaking in, in native language? Like, just hey, know? go ahead. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, like, we're Kenyans. So I mean, it's mostly, like, Nigerians in the area. Like, there's huge, like, Nigerians. Don't come for us. Like, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, uh, play. I'm yeah. just playing. The percentage of um, Africans that be in there. Yeah. They just be like, Samosa, like, two ninety nine. Like, that's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and try to finesse and finagle that way. But it's like, bro, that's how much they are. They be trying to haggle in that store. Yeah. <laughs> most definitely. How, how was, like samosas received by other like africans because i always wonder like for people that aren't of like like who aren't american and then like so does a chinese person would they just gravitate towards like a chinese restaurant mm. would it would it, someone that's kenyan just naturally gravitate to it or is this ah this isn't this isn't it so how, how were they received by i guess other kenyans or other africans were they skeptical or were they all invite were they inviting like oh come and spend my money here um well, definitely the Kenyans are always happy because, like, they're, like, authentic Kenyan samosas. Okay. So, they remind them exactly of home. So, they love it. Um, I would say that, I mean, it's attractive regardless just because they are, regardless if they're, like, Kenyan or mm. Nigerian, at least from the Nigerian's perspective, I mean, I would think that it's because it's just an African institution. They're just going to go there off, yeah. off the buck, just off the shrimp. Right, right, Because right, I was right. just, I realized, no, no, my cousin, like, he had a party in New York and he had a whole bunch of samosas there. And I was just like, who? Sell samosas in New York, but he was telling me that his mm. friend was Kenyan, whatever he did. Right. But all that to say that if it's African, I feel like it's more so community based. Like if you yeah, African, I'm definitely support. gonna look out. Just I like, always wonder because like I'm not of anything, and in particular, come on, well, man, you, talk, you something. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I support the carry out. I'm there once a month. Yeah, most of them. Um, but I guess while we're on a topic, um, Kenyans like they, you guys have the best jello rice, right? Come on, son. that's a stamp, right? We're not about to do that. Nah, I mean, like, it's not our dish. So, that, oh, so I mean, like, yeah. Different, different cultures. You try to start tea. I'm in, a room, I'm in a room full of... Now, the jollof rice we do have, though. I know. people can vouch for it. Joint, yeah. joint banging. But it's not Nigerian, true Nigerian jollof. Yeah, I mean, it's not really well, it's supposed not. to be. It's I know, not, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying, though. Nigerian jollof is the best. <laughs> Hey, it's y'all dish. I, 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 get, I give you that. Nah, because that, that is an ongoing debate. Well, at least with my Liberian friends, they be trying to go back and forth, trying to say Liberian jollof is better, but it was a joke. I've had it once. I think I prefer Nigerian. You've had Liberian jollof? Yeah, once. I don't even know if I've had it. I probably It looks more that. like yellow. Mm. It's not as orangey. Does it come with plantain? Well, all, a lot of dishes come with plantain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well this, this rice, I think, came with plantain. Was it like chopped up in there or something? It was like on the side. Oh, it was like yeah. in it, but on the side. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't mixed in. There. A lot of dishes come on plain thing. So, Avi, how, like, what's your work schedule like? Like, are you there every day, just weekends? Like, what's your work schedule? Um, I'm really on the, only there on the weekends right now. I usually work like um, a half day Saturday, like a full day Sunday. But mm-hmm. we're only, we're not open for eight hours on Sunday. So, I mean, I'm there like two days a week. Okay. I think, well, I mean, we all can agree when we can mm-hmm. vouch for our age group, like, Time management and work-life balance is something we're all struggling mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess, how are you handling it? I guess you got your forty hours that you work mm-hmm. in your regular job. If I mean, probably minimal at your regular job. Yeah. And how many hours would you say you work in that samosa? Mm. Including like not even just clocking in to samosa. I'm like actually like putting work hours work putting into that's, the yeah, company. True. Maybe like twenty. So you're working sixty 15? hours a week minimum. Probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. So how are you balancing that? Oh, there is no balance. It's, <laughs> yeah. all, it's all work, work, work. Yeah. Just always tired. Yeah. So you gotta accept being. Bro, I've been tired since I was like twelve. I, I yeah, I probably <laughs> awesome. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Since I've met you in ninth grade, you've been t- tired, guy. Bro, I've been tired <laughs> since I was like twelve. <laughs> it's just been a little sleepy. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. What? A little sleepy? I mean, he's... Hey, dog. I'll be, be the first one to say, yo, I'm tired. Yeah, that is your, that's your mantra. Bro, I was always trying to juggle, like, two or three things, yeah. so... Yeah. So, do you think, it is what it is. So, do you think you can, like... You can successfully be healthy, balanced, like, pursuing your dreams and working a 40-hour work week with, like, paying your bills and still have a social life? Healthy in what type of way? Healthy as in, like... Fitness and health. Oh, of course. That's just a matter of you making time for it. It doesn't take long. But okay, do you have sleep in there too? <laughs> because sleep is a part of health. Um. I only yeah, ask I that. Well, the the reason why I ask that is because like I think that for us and our age group, we get so caught up with like money chasing and like a, like getting like you know successfully getting to our dreams and everything, and that's all good and gravy. But sometimes we get so succumbed in that is that we we lose um, balance with our mental health and emotional and our emotional state. So it's like another huge piece of that is having sleep and it is having that social life aspect because if you don't have it, then that's when you like real life go crazy. Yeah. And then that's when you learn like you don't you're not social anymore. I don't know. That's when you're just you can't talk to people anymore it's just like you're just in this really depressed state like yeah you got bands but are you well, really truly happy well let me ask you this Avi your time with Samosa does it feel like work um more of the work behind the scenes usually does yeah. I'm usually already like tired coming from work whatever like that and yeah. I'm like sitting out at a computer mm-hmm. doing a website answering questions like trying to crunch some numbers or whatever have you but it's like while I'm there it's never too bad especially mm-hmm. cause like I'm usually up at the cash register interacting with people so like it's not that bad All right but it's just like, I mean, you feel it during the week regardless. Right. Like Monday through Friday. The reason why I ask is because sometimes you see when people like actually enjoy what they do, mm-hmm. no matter how many hours they're working, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just fine with it. So it was like, if Samosa, that's why I asked because like if Samosa was one of those things was like, dog, I'm there 40 hours, but that's just lit. I love it. So yeah. it was like, it doesn't even feel like I'm tired, but it's, it's rewarding at the same time, you know? Just like, yeah. yeah. So how do you, I mean, how do you, cause you're an engineer, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's lit. Um, I mean, do you, do you enjoy that as well? Engineer? Being an engineer? Like, the job? I don't know, man. Because I don't want to come off with, like, a dark outlook on the world or whatever like that. But it's just, like, through me growing up, having, like, multiple internships at, like, huge, like, firms or um, companies around the um, the country, whatever like that. It's, it's very few instances where where you would feel like as an engineer you really be doing like your passion or your gift mm-hmm. like it's all like oh we about to be Tony Stark when you're like in <laughs> middle school or high school whatever like that but like when you really get out there a lot of people can vouch for it but when you really get out there and some of these huge companies are going to pay you more bread um, better benefits whatever have you like you're really centralized and focused on like one mm-hmm. element so you can't really expand or grow or do kind of the creative things you wouldn't do as an engineer like for example you'd be a Ford you might be on the body team. You might be assigned to a door handle. You might be working on a nut and a door handle for like 10 years at a time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, do different generations of different cars, but it's like, this is your door handle. Door handle, door handle, door handle, door handle. So, I mean, like, what I'm doing now is chill for what it is. Um, I definitely wouldn't say, like, it's, I don't know, my passion or anything right. like that, but it's a means to an end. I got bigger, bigger dreams. Right. I mean, that seems like the struggle that a lot of us have is like, hey, man, this is... This is a job that yeah. definitely pays the bills, Word. but it's just like, hey, how, how do I balance being appreciative of the job, trying to work hard, but not limiting myself to what I'm doing now? You know, how, how do I how do I do that? Yeah, and then another piece. So, if you don't mind me saying this, but like, okay, how long did it take you to find your role, the position you're doing now, for your full time? After how full- many years did you put into school? 
Oh, I did my undergrad, and then I did one and a half years in grad school. So, I mean. Okay. And, and then how long after graduation did it take you to secure your role? Six months. Okay. And I just think it's a really relevant topic only because, like, I know, like, recently I've been talking to a lot of people that are either in grad school, have graduated from grad school, or have graduated from undergrad, and they yet are still looking for a position mm-hmm. that, you know, out, like aligns with what they majored in and what they want to do. And I think it's a serious thing to talk about because... I think we also have this misconception where in school we're always taught that like, oh, get a degree, get a degree, and then you're going to have all this money and come out of you know school with just like pure happiness and doing what you want to do. But it's the complete, it's the polar opposite. You have like these degrees, you have these people coming out of school with these degrees that are just very intelligent and are just favorite, very capable of doing whatever job you put in front of them, but it's like they're not going to hire you because you have no experience. Or they're not going to hire you because they're not going to hit the, you know, they're not hitting the salary range that you want. You know what I mean? And it's like if you put in all this time, like what is it? Like, where's my, where's my return? So I guess, what is your insight on that? Like, what, did, what obstacles did you overcome or face and what, how did you overcome them? You know what I'm saying? I say that too in, regar- in regards to like your emotional health and mental awareness too, just because you have to have that balance because we can become really discouraging when you got to school and you can't find something that you want to do. And then it doesn't pay you what you want because it's like now at this point, you're starting off with this low and, and then let's say you want a new job. Granted, yeah, you could lie and say you made this amount of money. But if they do a reference check, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they might be like, nah, nigga, you wasn't. <laughs> you was not caking. So I guess, you know, so yeah, I guess what's your what's your take on that? Um, I mean, for me, I can only speak to myself, my personal choice, whatever like that. But like, I had a job. So I got sponsored to um, go to grad school at Columbia University in New York City by like the Ford Motor Company. So, like, they made me an offer, like, right after I got out of school. So, I would have been lined up. But I would have been out of Michigan. And, like, I don't know if y'all been out of Michigan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that joint wasn't for me. <laughs> so, it was either, like, I could do that. And they were paying good money, relocation money, all yeah. types of all types of bread. And everyone's like, oh, you're, like, you're stupid if you don't take this joint, this, that, and the third. But it's, like, I could be out there, all my family and friends out here, whatever, like that. And I didn't vibe with, like, the just the whole realm out there. I was like, I could do that, or I could come back home, find something that's different, maybe pays a little bit less, but mm-hmm. allow me to work at Smell Supreme and mm-hmm. let me build something else other than that. Because it's like, ultimately, I'm just at the point where it's just like, I want to be retired by a certain age. Like, yeah. I don't even want to work a nine to five at a certain age. Yeah. So it's just like, I saw an opportunity to get to that goal by coming back, maybe mm-hmm. taking a little bit less, restructure and regroup. And I can always get another position later. Mm-hmm. I might have switched fields, but going back to what I said earlier, I've already seen like what engineering really is like at like big firms. So it's just like, I was already hip. So, I mean, it just matters, like, I don't know, really what you hold dear to yourself or what you want to do. But, like, I was I was mad frustrated, I mean, coming out. But, I mean, like, every obstacle that I face is, like, teaching me more. Like, this is BS or that's BS. Like, one of the most undervalued things is just, like, I ain't have enough connections coming out. And it's, like, even if you're going to Ivy League, it's, like, the only thing that makes the Ivy League, Ivy League, like, it's resources. Well, it's resources and it's resources. So, it's, like, if you're not there making the best of it, connecting with people... You're pretty much wasting your resources. That's what we talked about before. We yeah, were talking about our regrets from If there school. was one thing I could do different, it would have been connecting with people. Hell yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'm about to come out. You know what I'm saying? Find a job. I'm making this amount of money. This, that, and the third. I got this type of degree. And it's just like, bro, I ain't have no experience. I don't have any experience. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, either got to finesse and try to get in to like a regular application or like hit up somebody I know and try to slide in that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was a whole thing. It was very discouraging. But um, I mean, I bounced back and it motivated me move forward yeah so you're not trying to be engineer for the rest of your life right no nah. so i guess what's your end goal my end goal yeah to chill travel <laughs> <laughs> experience the world to chill what is that so you just want to be like have a running business where you're not there but you still have income coming in 
Yeah, I mean, most definitely residual, different residual incomes, of course. But I mean, um, I just want to experience what this life has to offer in whole, like outside of work. Because it's like, regardless, it's like we all work the majority of our lives. Mm-hmm. Are you into like giving back into the black community? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, I mean, I have my own views about that, but the way I'm moving right now. What you mean? What are your views? Um, I mean, it's gonna take a minute. I can't explain it like in ten what? minutes. Because it's you... gonna be it's gonna be a whole different side conversation. Like that's fine. Just dabble a little bit. Um, well, I mean, the way that I intend to get back is just like through an economic sense. Um, do you I'm feel like least... we're financially illiterate? Um. Expand on that. Like, do you think that we, that there's a lot that we've been, I want to say that, because sometimes it is, it is our, it is our fault that we haven't delved into educating ourselves on, I guess, how to be financially stable, um, um, whatchamacallit, investing and, and knowing how to balance income. But I guess, do you feel like we've been cut short with trying to figure that out for ourselves? Do you feel like we've been set up so it's that way, so that we don't find out how to, how to be more financially stable and financially educated until we get to an older age? Do we have the resources for it? Have we been set up for it? Or is it something that... I mean, I wouldn't really say we've been set up for it. Because, I mean, like, you kind of battle in two fronts. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, if you're an American citizen, like, you're a consumer. So, like, you're in mm-hmm. a consumer market. So, like, they're going to market stuff to you certain ways. And not try to, you know, put forth the information that is like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't go out and have all these nice and shiny things. It's that and the third. And, I mean, like, if you switch over to the black aspect, I mean, it's just like, we all know about that. It's just suppression of information. <laughs> wait, wait. What'd you say at first? You said, oh, the shiny things. The mm-hmm. shiny things. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just oh, being yeah. a regular consumer in general. Because, I mean, like, that's what you talk. You buy things. Nice things make you happy, right? But, yeah, but do you think that, like, us as, like, a race or culture, I don't know, that we that we get caught up in, like, wanting to look fancy? Of course. Before. So, like, I guess, where is that, what, that, is that the way that you're going to try and give back is by educating us like about how you should save and how you should invest and how you shouldn't get caught up in the hype of things that glitter that as well um it's definitely you have to it's the mentality but it's also giving people the resources they can have to be successful mm-hmm. like having opportunities to get the education they need maybe it's school books materials for this that and the third but i mean it's just capital at the end of the day it's like if you give a group of people a resource to do what they want to do and the time and you nurse them in the right way they'll grow mm-hmm. it's as simple as that Right, so sorry. No, nah, you're good. No, back <laughs> of your views. I just you felt were, like I was rapping. Was no, like, no, you're good. You were just about to get into, I guess, how you plan to, um, you know, get back to the community, and then you stop right before you're about to delve into your economic plan. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, I don't have like a ten point plan, right. and um, I haven't done enough research or um, decide on exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I mean, whatever way you feel about it, my mentality right now is just like. I can't put anybody else on if I'm not on first. Right. So it's like if I'm not in a position of power where I have certain resources, I can move things a di- like a certain type of way. It's just like what type of effect or change can I really have? And that's just the way that I look at it. And people might agree or disagree. You know what I'm saying? Well, pers- I 100% agree. And I think the most important part about your mindset is that you want to give back. I think if we can get everybody to the point where they want to give back, maybe the trickle-down effect with that of that being is we all have to go get it. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. give, Like you said, you can't give back. You ain't got nothing to give. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think so. You can give back as you're still in the process. You can. You can. You can. But it's just like my view is just like. I guess it depends on what you're giving. Exactly. Well, I mean, insight for one. Like my thing is like if you, let's say, I mean, I just think that a lot of things can be transferable. So let's say, you know, you're, 
you figure something out and your um and your path to success for most most supreme in regards to let's say marketing and another one of your other friends or somebody even just you know maybe some a mentee or something is trying to start a business and you see they're maybe doing something wrong or approaching it wrong or maybe there's a better way that they of them to do something you could always give insight that's still giving back hundred percent right hundred percent right um, but just on the topic of like economics like if my business didn't do well I don't know. Like maybe you can, you can have somebody learn from your mistakes, but I don't know if I'm a valuable teacher of how to teach somebody to grow their business. Like I just don't know, you know. Well, you definitely could be a valuable resource. You tell them, like you said, mm-hmm. you gotta I be popping first, though. It's just like, why should I follow you? If yeah, you're not it's just like if your business isn't successful, or bringing in X amount of figures or this amount of profit, it's just like, well, bro, you're not there either yet. <laughs> so like, you should bro, be asking like, questions. Bro, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like get your notebook too. Facts. If you're not doing better than me, why am I asking you for advice? I mean, it's cool. I can get other opinions, but it's just like you want to try to model yourself after people who've done certain things. Before. Yeah, for sure. But it doesn't hurt to hear the bad too. I mean, oh, yeah, not saying, and I'm facts. not saying like you should talk to your friends to hear about them saying like what they're doing bad and to motivate you. But it's just like it's good to hear right, and learn from other people. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay, you took that L. I'm not gonna take that L. Thank you for sharing that. For sure, but I, I I don't know if I would consider them like a resource. They're just like yeah, the, the horror yeah, story. Yeah, okay. I yeah. won't do that. Yeah, that, but that's all I'm getting for them is I won't take that step at that point. Facts. But like I just I, I'm noticing that's a lot. I'm, I'm noticing that's like a not a trend, but a lot of people do have the mindset where hey, you know what, dog? Like we we do need to do something, and we are we are we do seem like the generation that wants to give back to the community. Right. I just don't know if we really know. What's the most effective way to do Oh, we definitely don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's given to charities. I'm not. Do y'all know how the charity stuff works? Like, when you give money to a like a cause, like, how does it get to the people? Do y'all know? I do not know. What do you mean? Like, so, it's like, so say. Like the way McDonald's. So, say like leukemia. Okay. I give money to leukemia. Mm-hmm. Like, how does they, how do the, the people who are affected by leukemia Get the, the research. Money. You're saying how they so physically, like how they yeah, like how does get the really, cash? I always wonder, and and I always thought like charities were the, the best way to give back to the community. A lot of it goes to grant research grant and resource and buying things for resources. Like I guess like let's say they need maybe for like a a company that gives that helps people with like HIV and AIDS. Right. Maybe you give then maybe it's more money to get more blood or stuff like that. So hmm. I know it's resources and grant research for sure, but I don't know like what other. Aspects. I've never, honestly, I've never researched it. I've never, I've never also been inclined to. This might sound bad, but I might. I've never been inclined to want to get back to a charity per se, just because I feel like these big charities, a lot of them too, get caught up in the, like the commercial type ordeals, and I just feel like it's better to help. I'd rather help like a struggling family home than before I help March yeah. of Dimes. No, I, I know mean, that sounds bad, but no, I think you're 100 right. I know as a company. Um, we would give money. We used to give money to charities. Yeah. But then I guess they found out that whatever specific charity was, the people weren't actually getting the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, they just actually started donating to specific families. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who we know that needs help, or this is a story that we heard about. Yeah. This is who we're going to give the money to individually. Um, so I'm with you on that. I just think that we need to find ways to get back. We need to find ways to get everybody on the right page. And yep. I don't even know where to start. And we had this conversation before. It's mm-hmm. like, how do we do that? Like, how do we get like other people? Like, how, like, how do we do that? Where do we start? Is well, it is it classroom? Is it do we do we do we start by failing first? Do we just try everything? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's first? I guess being organized. Being organized. Mm-hmm. And just sharing information, education. Right. 
Because, I mean, like, you can't attack a problem if, like, y'all are all going different ways. You can, but it's not really going to be effective. We, ha- we have to, in order to get organized, we also got to list, like, what's the most important thing? What do we need first? Organization. And then to be organized. And then, in order to spread the information. The thing about it is, just, like, at least with black people, it's like, we've known what the issues are. And we've known, like, the best ways to try to um to fix those issues just a matter of actually physically doing it but to be black there's so many issues that need to be fixed yeah i think we got to figure out within in that attempt to get organized we got to figure out what do we need first right well there's then never what gonna do we be need one second. answer to that there's never right and because i think that's why we there's but, always cause some it's always an issue with somebody and right. then if you say another issue needs to be addressed first and it's gonna be like oh so my issue doesn't matter and it's like no it does matter it's just that right now we're focused on this and i think that's why progression has kind of yielded a little bit it's like we're, we're we're all to the point where we're okay yeah um individually so we don't have to be strong mm-hmm. as a right. community anymore and now everybody's for self instead of what will help all of us mm-hmm. um it's so, it's so tough man i know and it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a long <laughs> conversation bro either way you split it it's yeah. a long conversation I just think us as a community as a whole though like it is something that's true like you know you hear the old people say all the time that like black people never want to have black people and and i think that's something that is like it's true although like we are starting like at least for the millennials i feel like we're doing more with helping ourselves like helping each other but this is also we're not the majority right now you know we still have our the older fellows then you got the the young bucks out here <laughs> doing what they doing but i mean as a whole though like if you look at different groups of people it does seem like that we take the the last the last token for that it really does you mean hiring hiring each other hiring each other working for each other working i mean other. use like buying each other's products whatever have you i mean granted like i said i think we're doing better like millennials yeah. do better at it but as a whole we're not 100 yeah. percent. Right. there's definitely an effort towards you know I, i'm gonna try yeah to buy because even look at little yeah. stuff like this like the whole like apps where it's like the apps where all the um black companies can like register and you can find them in your area mm. there was like I, my thing is like now there's like seven different apps and that's all good and gravy <laughs> but it's like why not just like force this one, one app one. first yeah. and everybody get on pay get on and then we can like venture out to do other things like everybody wants to be so like follow my app oh no get my app my app my app and it's just like okay guys like we're not gonna get like let's way. champion one yeah and then, and then, and then maybe, that'll open the door for all of yeah, us yeah and then we can maybe do regional apps you know instead of <laughs> each other's competition yeah it's like me opening up a samosa uh, a samosa yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's like bro yeah and you telling alex and us to bring me pies by yeah like yeah <laughs> 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 not not during samosa jump. Like, I'm dead. <laughs> hey, we opened up in Crofton. Yeah, I mean it's money out here, bro. We can all get it. It's like, why are you doing that? Exactly. Nah, you're right. <laughs> so as a whole, I just think we have to do better in the community for that. But I mean, it's start. I mean, honestly, like we're not the majority, but it, I guess it does kind of start with us too, because we are the next like the next uh, old heads coming up that we're gonna be giving advice. You know. Yeah. Yep. I can't dis. I can't Stop dis- the train of ignorance. I don't know. <laughs> so fluid. Interlude. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna switch topics a little bit. How was it being black at a um, an Ivy League school? Uh, alone. <laughs> like my sister, she went to Ivy League school. She was like, "Yeah, all the black people really hung out together and." We didn't talk to anyone else, but like, yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. you got the real experience? It's like, no, it's like, no. Um, <laughs> nah, but on some real stuff, I really was alone in the engineering department. It really was me, especially, um, 
you have the black aspect, but you also have too. It's just like at least Columbia, they have more international students and grad students than they do um, undergrad. So it's just like the majority of the kids there are like international. So either Asian, you know what I'm saying, South American, European, African, whatever have you. So it's like not only was I like the only like black American like in my program, but I was also like one of the few like Americans there at all. Mm. Um, do I feel like I got the whole experience? I mean, I don't know, man. Grad school's different. Grad school is like everyone's grown. People have, you know what I'm saying, babies and other obligations. So it's just like it's really about just getting your work done and getting out of there. I mean, like, I didn't even live on campus for a real. So, I mean, like, I mean, I feel like I got the same experience that all the, other, all the other international kids got. So, I mean. Do you think, is it like that, do you think it's like that for a lot of grad schools? Do you think it's just the area for, like, as regards to, like, the international students taking over grad school? <laughs> um, nah, I mean, it's really like that <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy because it's just like. But, I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, all these schools are institutions. They're businesses. They have to make money, too. So, it's just like, it's weird. It's like, you want your country to move forward, and you want, like, all these great ideas, these mm. scientists, whatever have you, these doctors. But it's like, the majority of your schools are filled up with, like, international kids who come here, and some do try to come and stay and work here. But, like, you also have a lot of them, too, that just go back to where they are. Mm. So, it's just like, and then you just stack them up against all these international kids. It's like, you're not even letting Americans in your program. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, it's a very small amount of, okay, like, he's from here, his grades are kind of, okay, we'll let him in. Hmm. And then you got the other kids who are may or may not be paying straight out of pocket because they can mm-hmm. to the university. But I did hang out with a lot of, um, a lot of law school kids um, at Columbia. Super cool. Um, they had a big population of um, black kids there, so I got real close with them. Are grad school students on drugs heavier than undergrad students? <laughs> <laughs> um Jesus. Is alcohol considered a drug in this yes. conversation? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, at the same time, like piggyback on the same thing I said, like people be grown, man. So it's just like first time I got there, first semester, I was like, all right, bet. First month is done, or like a couple first weeks, we're about to turn up, like we still don't have a whole bunch of work yet. Mm-hmm. People are like, Yeah, I'm going home I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going home to feed my kid. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going home to take care of this or so that's whatever have you. So mm-hmm. it's just like it's a totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. You you still do have some kids who do do drugs. But, um, I mean, I guess if you consider Adderall, though, then, yeah, they all do drugs. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just surviving. Yeah, I guess that's true. Do you think, like, I guess, and this is for, like, everybody. So, like, is it becoming more, maybe it's just me, or is it becoming more common to, like, go to grad school directly after undergrad? Or do you feel like it's still it's a way easier. population? Yeah, I think it's, it's so much easier. easier. So, you think it's become more common to just go right after undergrad? I mean, yeah. I mean, it better be because, I mean, like... You see out here to get some of these positions, you need advanced degrees. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, you can't just have that experience and get into those positions. Sometimes. Sometimes. But, I mean, like, you see the shift changing to it's just, like, you know, things slipping down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, like, an undergrad degree is, like, now the new high school degree. I'm do I that. Do I think you it think will so? become it that is. very I'm soon? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, but it's just, already? like. Already? Yeah. I'm comfortable saying that. I don't think it's there just yet. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I, I, don't think, I don't think it, it's like that with every degree. Yeah. yeah. I think you got people out here with a Bruh. piece of paper. With, with just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not specific, like I said, to a degree yeah, yeah. or anything. But I think it's coming it's to a point where we out here just graduating. <laughs> like, seriously, we yeah. out here just graduating. In debt, too. And, yeah, yeah, right. You just out here. There's definitely a lot of majors where it's just like, yeah, you come out and it's just like, bro, 
I mean, we'll give you a job, but you're going to be making like 30K or like 35K or whatever have you. And if that's what you're cool with, that's what you want. I mean, that's fine. But, nah, man. No one's cool with that. Get your advanced degrees. If you're cool with that, then you don't, I don't know where you live in. Well, you're probably living in the South. I don't know. In the South, you might, you good. Yeah, possibly. If you, PJ County. What? I know. You ain't up here. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I live in a section eight. But, I, yeah, I, I, if if somebody was thinking about grad school, I definitely would, I definitely would advise them to go right after. Just like, do it, man. Knock it out. I don't know if I would Just knock it out. And that's why I asked. I don't know if I would say that. Just because, like, you have to have the willpower for that. Grad school is not just... Because for some people, undergrad is like a cake, a walk in the park. And then they go to grad school and they're like, whoa, this is not it. Mm-hmm. And and I say that because sometimes, like, you, when you're in grad school, you also take on a job. And or and also grad schools, obviously, are just on another level of just competency. So it's going to be... Grad school is easier for me. Oh, I haven't I have not heard that. I've heard that before. Because it's like... Because it's, it's, like, speci- it's one thing. Well, but also, too, it's just like once you get to that point, it's like, all right, you're accepted to Columbia University or Ivy League University. It's like, you've already made it here, bro. We already know you're competent. You have already have a degree. We're not trying to fail you out. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, they'll work with you to get you to a certain GPA or whatever like that. Like, I had a higher GPA at Columbia than I did in undergrad. I don't... I don't know. I just think I don't think there's great. I'm not saying there's anything wrong yeah. with going to grad school right after undergrad. I just don't see. Sometimes I do think it's better to just take that break, Chris. For some people, they need that. You I mean, if you're not sure if you want to do, then I would say yeah. For sure. Like, don't rush into anything. Don't that just you, get a master's. Yeah, of course not. Do you think that's specific to it being easy in, ma- in a master's program? Do you, you think that's specific to engineers? Because I've only heard that from engineers. Really? Yeah. Like I have no idea. Civil, mechanical. What, that like is just easier? engineers period it's like once when I was like my grad school program it was cool it was like it that's was, what I'm saying it was like, challenging but it was good it was cool before. everybody yeah. tells me that grad school is ten times harder well the other thing about it too is that like undergrad engineering is like death so it's just like that's well, just that's OD true. y'all don't sleep yeah cause it's just like you're still telling like that's why I tapped out upper <laughs> 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 level cause you have like upper level classes like in your major early on and it's just like it's class back to back to back it's not like grad school where it's just like oh I'm taking two classes a semester yeah. I'm taking three classes a semester you know what I'm saying so nah yeah. an undergraduate will beat you down yeah right that's, that's what I'm saying part of it yeah. bruh take it 20 mm-hmm. what is it how many credits do you have to have to be a full time student like 13, 15 credits so yeah, yeah you're taking 13, 12 yeah credits. I was taking 17, 18 credits. Yeah, and, and most engineers. math, yeah. other types of, mm, yep. nah, I would never go back. Well, maybe because I've just been talking to people that are getting an MBA and MPH. So mm. I've heard that it's harder for them to, I've never, I don't know, I think the only person I know that has a master's in engineering already. But the only reason why I said it would be easier for somebody to jump right after getting their bachelor's to go right into their master's is because you're still in school mode. Like it yep. would be tough for me to break my schedule to sit in the classroom right now it would be i would fuck it would just be tough for me and then now i've already assumed real life responsibilities like i'm already doing other i'm already probably have something that's brought came up something that's come up so now it's like i fuck i'm back in school real life damn i get that but i just think another piece of it too is just sometimes you need a break from school like i mean and that's really just it there's no explanation you just need a break from school i just need a break from just sitting from from sitting in the classroom and maybe and sometimes too, like and like you said, if you don't know what you want to mass like major in, like or look at you know focusing in um, grad school, then as you are working in the your real life, you know the real world, whatever, in your day to day job, then you figure out what it is you want to focus on, and then it's like you kind of get the desire to want to go back to grad school. 
Because then it's like, oh, I think I really, really want to be in it. So if you have a desire to go, then yeah, you'll go sit down in sure. the classroom. Regardless, you're never going to feel like doing it anyway. Whether you go out of average college or wait, you don't want to sit in the classroom every day. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, I mean, period. I mean, like that, unless yeah. you want to be a freshman student, then that's that's different. But Yeah, I don't know. I could never imagine going back. Like, <laughs> So you're not going to get your doctorate? Bro. If anybody was like, oh, go get your PhD or like a law degree or something like that, I'd be like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. But you consider Depends on the situation I'm in. Depends what job. Can I move up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen, I've ever seen one of those in my life. What? For myself. A PhD? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely not. Never? No. I, I mean, mean the, I'll make a fake one if that's necessary. Make your the make PhD, joint, make one. The PhD joint is crazy. <laughs> you may introduce yourself as Dr. Dash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Miss Doctor. Yes. <laughs> Thank Pretty you. much. I mean, that's what yeah. I'll do. But no, I'm just, I don't think it's, it's that deep. It's For me, I don't think it's that deep. It's not. not. The PhD joint is crazy. Because when you go there, they be like, oh, you know, you might be here for four years, five years, six years. Hey, whenever, you know, whenever you're ready. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth your, your mental health. It's really not. If you're getting your PhD, though, you should be going for free. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. I know people like getting their PhD and they are not going for free. But that's what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm all for like, sorry the, the next level. Huh? No. I'm all for the next level of, of education. It's just paying for it. You got to finesse. Oh, my God. Find a way to finesse. What, so what are some ways that, that you know, you've finessed in the past? Or what are some, you can give somebody some advice on how to finesse Yeah, African genius. Um, I mean, scammer? that's really <laughs> it. Is that code for scammer? I know a lot of Shut Nigerians. up. Hey, yo. Um, I, know, uh, I know a lot of Nigerians. I don't. I don't. They're only from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Huh? Okay. No, you're not, you're oh, not lying. Okay. But I only went to college in Baltimore and in New Jersey. And there were no Nigerians in New Jersey. Oh, there's a lot. In my part are of New there? Jersey. Yes. I've never been. So in I Jersey, been. yeah. In my part of New Jersey. Well, where are we not? Let me just say that. <laughs> what was the question again? Some ways to finesse so you don't have to pay for school. I mean, the way I did it... It was like a partnership um, through this organization called the GEM Consortium. They're out of Virginia. Um, that's a great one to apply to. But I mean, like, it just basically, um, they match you with a sponsoring company and the company and them partnering together to pay for you to grad school. But I mean, like, going back to what I said before, it's really just connections. Yeah. And um, I mean, a good way to start for anybody, for like any young engineer, or I would say any young professional, at least in STEM majors, it's like, bro, just intern, 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 intern. Like, internships are so important. And it's like, you should be trying to get them, like, after your freshman year, after your sophomore year. Because it's like, once you break into one in your field, after that, it's really, really hard to get in one time. After that, you're gravy. Same thing like your first job. Really, really hard to get that first job. After that, if you're nice and doing what you're supposed to be doing, you should be good, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing, I think. That's the biggest thing, though, internships. internships. Yeah. That's definitely one thing, I think. I slept on it, undergrad. But that's if you know what you want to do. Yeah, I think that's the that's the toughest battle right there. Yeah. I had that luxury. Well, yeah, I knew what I wanted. Yeah, to do, and so. it's very it's far few in between Yo, at you this knew. point. I knew, but then I found out it wasn't what I thought it was. Oh, right, so right, then right. I was like, all right, well, no, I'm here now. You get money trying to switch that's up. a good feel. Shoot for the stars, you know. <laughs> Land in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> you made our Nigerian, well, our African guys proud. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Okay, well that's it. No. Any more tea? No more tea. You want to give to the people? Tea about what? Any tea? 
Ain't tea you want to leave with the people? Good tea. We could talk about Trump, but we'd be here all night. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, nah, One more question. That. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> all right, so I know you're an engineer. My sister also an engineer. Word. So she tells me that uh, she thought engineering would be more of her, like, really work on things at, like, the ground level. Like, for you, I bet, I'd be willing to bet you wanted to actually work on cars. Like, yeah, exactly. For real, for real. But, exactly. Like, you're actually just at a desk working, like, on a computer all day. Mm-hmm. So is there any way to get to that level? Of, or do you just have to be... Super nice, like super. Yeah, like how do you work on what you like? Do you know what you're planning on how to get to where you want to go? Um, what was that last part? Do you know? Uh, do you know how to get? Do you have a plan to get you to actually like? I don't know if it's designing cards or work working on different parts of cards. Do you know how to get there? Oh yeah, no, not really. I just switched to more like. I mean, it's something. The thing that I really want to do with cards, like hands on, like build a car. I can do that in my spare time. I can really be a hobby. So, I mean, that was the benefit, at least, with what I wanted to do. Because it was like, I can still switch. My um, degree is, like, broad enough to switch where I can still do other things. But it's like, I can also do my hobby as well and fulfill both of them. Because it's just like, you have to be really specialized. I mean, it's not it's not undoable. Like, it's not impossible. But other thing about it is I have some most supremes. Like, my whole goal after a while, like, kind of after I you know, quote unquote, woke up and saw what it really was. It's like, all right, I want to go with the most supreme route. I want to help out with that. I want to build with that. Um, that's when I want to end with. So it's just like, I tried to be in this area. So like, that was my main thing um, between like maybe getting to do exactly what I want to do with like um, automobiles and mechanical engineering. But if I were willing to go over like Germany or whatever like that, or like Cal or something like that, like, yeah, I'm sure I could have done it. But it's just about me just bouncing around yeah. and the decision I had to make. So, so most of Supreme, that's it's safe to say that's your long term goal, right? Yeah, short term, long term, yeah, yeah. short term and long term, which mm-hmm. is pretty lit because that that's probably your first way that you'll be able to give back to the community. Because once you guys continue to grow, mm-hmm. that's a job. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's another job. Mm-hmm. That's lit. Have you guys like? Do you guys have like a five, ten year plan to like location switch, hire more people, get bigger, like? We have a whole bunch of ideas. Um, mm-hmm. We've never been short on ideas. The only thing that, like, I wouldn't say we're struggling, but it's an obstacle right now is yeah. just funding. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's any small business, yeah. especially when you're, like, you're a small minority business as well. So it's just like we need the capital to kind of do the things we want to do. But mm-hmm. it's just like in terms of like, hiring the people in the community to come work for us, definitely. Giving yeah. back to the community in different ways, definitely. Was it, um, did you guys ever entertain the, the idea of doing food truck instead of just storefront? We did. The numbers just didn't add up. Didn't add I mean, up. you'd be surprised. Them food trucks are mad expensive on the low. Um, but we were just able to get a space mm-hmm. where the owner was cool. It's like our lease is really low. That's a, like that's the biggest thing with mm-hmm. like in our area too. It's just like people always complain like there's no international food. There's nothing but chain restaurants. But it's just like in Prince George's County and like in the Bowie area, it's just like yo rent is so high. I, I, people I, I, can't yeah. survive. Right. And it's like your biggest expensive up front. When you're trying to grow like a following and stuff, it's going to be like your employees and then like your rent. Mm-hmm. So it's just like if you're not bringing anybody through those doors and making enough revenue, it's like, all right, you got to pay the employees somehow. And it's like you still got to pay your rent to stay open mm-hmm. and stay at that location. So that kills a lot of businesses in Bowie. Yeah. But we were able to finesse and um, we got a pretty low rent. So, I mean, we can we can pretty much maintain that relatively easily. But it's yeah. just about taking that next step. Um we're only open three days a week right now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But uh, right now, we're looking to expand hours, you know, bring out more people, um, produce more samosas. 
I mean, it's really a chain effect, mm. but it all starts with the bread. Yeah, yeah it does. It makes sense. I think one one obstacle that people face when they're starting a business, too, is like the marketing aspect. So I know you guys were really hot in the community. What yeah. are other ways other than, I guess, just like Facebook and or like on a, online ads? Do you guys like spread the word and, and get people uh, hip to, you know, some I'm not going to lie, bro. I really think we're at the age and time now where it's just like everything else is dead. People going to find it. It's like, it's so, no, I mean, it's just so easy and so effective to Mm. do it like through Facebook or something like that, where it's just like you can directly target people and you can see how you interact with those people. Like Mm. you're never, you're not going to get that anywhere else, like hand out flyers. Like you're not going to be able to hand out a flyer and track, you know what I'm saying? Who said this or that or where they were at, what time they accessed your information. And um, I mean, all these programs have all that stuff like ready, like readily available for you. Like we use um, the Square app as well, and it has everything breakdown. Like Google has all types of breakdowns, mm-hmm. Facebook all types of breakdowns. So it's just like I know all my numbers all the time. I know like who are new new customers, who are returning customers, who's ordering what, what's spiking, what's not. Um, I mean, it's all there. So it's yeah. just it's super convenient. And the Facebook thing is not expensive. Like, I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. And then I guess how was the word of mouth thing? Like have have you have you can you track like the people who who have learned of Samosa through either Yelp or Facebook versus people who have learned about it just from like a referral? I mean I guess the only way you would is just like interacting with the customers there. I mean we do always ask just to know. And um I kinda do all the marketing by myself too. So it's just like we we're always asking. But we don't mark it down. Like we don't actually um have hard numbers for that. But uh, the thing about us is that we're really big on what we learned from other customers, not customers, other corporations like Starbucks and like Chick-fil-A. It's like, you know, customer service is a huge thing. So it's like we're always super, super friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever we get an order wrong, you know, my bad, that's my fault. Mm -hmm. Let me like I've driven orders to people's houses before and like people's churches when we've gotten stuff wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, but I mean, I can right now. Uh, I'm not saying I could do that in the future, but it's just like going that extra mile and you'd be amazed how people connect with you and keep coming back and spread word of mouth that way. Because it's like, they'll always remember that. Especially when it's their first impression. If you come in, you mess up something, you know what? Next time you come in, you get an extra free samosa. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Now, I guess on the customer service tip, how effective is Yelp? Really? Is it? Is it? Because I've always before before I made your review, I, I always press no thanks on other people's joints. Like, it, yeah. like is it? Do companies really look at Yelp like this is super important? Like, Hell and yeah. do customers actually? Yes, so as, as a, a consumer, as a consumer, you really look consumer, at Yelp. I, when I go to other cities, even if I like New York, you, I look first thing I look on Yelp is food near me. Right. Okay. First thing I see, okay, four stars. Let me click. Now, first thing, and I'm not gonna lie, I look for black people's reviews. Okay. I'm looking for the black Wait, faces. You, you can really? You can I'm not even gonna lie. You I'm got sorry. a black filter on you. I'm sure. <laughs> That's the I, only valid opinion. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like we think alike. We think alike. We think alike. I look for the black lady or the black men. Okay, they commenting. Then I look at more people. Then I go look at the website I'm myself. Super dead. So I'm just being honest. But I mean, as a consumer, yeah. Yelp is like OC. Like you have to have a good rating on Yelp. Okay. If you don't, off, yeah. like are you already starting off on a very on a very low foot? Okay. <laughs> the funny thing about that is just like um. People do find us a lot through Yelp and like, oh, you know, we saw Yelp reviews. Like, you guys have really great, you know, mm-hmm. Yelp reviews. Mm-hmm. Nice. But the funny thing about it is like, honestly, we only have like a dozen Yelp reviews. I mean, they're all yeah, like, they're all like good. five stars. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, people are so much more interactive on Facebook. We have like 50 reviews on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's like five stars. So it's just okay. like, it's kind of weird in that aspect, like transferring over the reviews to Yelp or whatever like that. But people definitely pay attention. Hell yeah. And it's That's only because Yelp is just more accessible on any on anything. Like when you go to any city, like it's not, mm-hmm. people don't always have a Facebook app. 
Yelp is like, annoying Yelp to comment just, on though. I'm about it's to say, it's like, it's, 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 it's hard like janky, it's, it's like use. weird, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not fluent, I always thought like. What, the Yelp app? Yeah, like yeah. to comment. I actually comment, yeah, because app. like for, even for the profile, like for you to like um put a picture with your profile, it has to be like the face of the owners and like it has to be like a certain number of them and like they have all these weird oh on the business side of it Mm -hmm. oh okay okay. but even interacting on the customer side Mm -hmm. it's just a weird thing to actually go and try to comment Mm -hmm. they ask for too much oh but no that's definitely not say that i would say i would say that and word of mouth for real for i think because i mean especially in this area if you know people i mean what are, I mean, what are the? It's just it's, it's so much easier. People are gonna ask you, "Oh, where should I eat around here?" Even for it comes to the hotels, where should I stay? Whatever have you, somebody you have right. about three people telling you it's the most supreme. Then off bucks, they're like, "Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. Come play. like <laughs> I got yeah. to." And I meant to ask you this, um, like in the beginning of the conversation, when Des asked you about the support tip. Mm-hmm. Like, did you find that your friend, who, like, who was the first to run out to the store? Like when it was open, was it your friends? Where was it the support that you guys kind of? Uh, kind of gotten from like your community work like who was the first to run out was it just africans because they saw some motion <laughs> like, like, like who ran out first like, funny enough it wasn't i mean it was a trickle effect um when we first mm-hmm. opened up but um i don't know man actually everybody's been mad supportive like yeah. all like more so than i thought like i don't know always you know a couple years back i always was like kind of afraid to put myself out there like are people going to receive what i'm doing in like a positive manner or like are they going to shun it or just like not be supportive at all yeah. but it's just like you'd be surprised like when you're actually trying to do stuff like people to support yeah. people really support and it's just like too um at least in the community and buoy people are really like hyped to have like a black owned like local restaurant that. people tell us that all the time yeah, like that. honestly even white folk too like i've had like ladies come to me and be like no, nah, like but you're they, like. What did they say though? I'm you're like, like you're a stake in like you're a stake in the community. Like for, in order for you to stay here, like it's up to us, the customers. Like of course I'm gonna spread the word. Right, of course, cool. and like nah, but people are they super was like, supportive. It's nice to see black folk in here. I no, want them to say but that. a huge part of that too is like going back to what you said. It's because of y'all service because. A huge thing when it comes to like supporting any black business is the service. That seems to be the most piss poor thing. Yeah, but how much is it? Too, yeah, yeah. We gotta be patient with. Yeah, That's people are nasty. People say, are rude though. and nasty. People are really nasty. It's, it's, I, I was gonna say that. Yeah. And you, hospitality, you people are disgusting. Like as in like their attitudes. It's just it's it's super funny because it's just like they're comparing you to organizations that have millions and billions of dollars mm-hmm. who have been doing this. This stuff for decades, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like when you get an order wrong, they're like, Oh, well, when I go to McDonald's, they don't get my fries wrong. I'm like, bruh, like we're not McDonald's. Yeah, also mm-hmm. feeding you BS too. Exactly, of mm-hmm. course. Like, why wouldn't you like give us some leeway or whatever mm-hmm. like that? It's just like we're just starting out and it's just like it's a Im- it's an imperfect process. And it's like we don't have all the resources yet. Like, right. so like you gotta cut like small businesses a break, at least at the beginning. And it's like I think you mentioned it before, but it's just like um the effort to get it right. Mm-hmm. If they're seriously trying to you know get your stuff right and really trying to cater to your needs then it's like let it go if they're nonchalant whatever whatever then no and i would take it a step further like not even just giving small businesses a break like i'm giving people that look like me a a, a more of a break like i I know the issue i know the struggle so i'm like all right good now i'm not going to accept some like bs but yeah i know i'm like i got you like i got i'm not gonna just accept (laughs) i'm about to say because having an attitude is unnecessary But, but like right. these people get bad service from from these big chain corporation restaurant whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll go that. back. 
Mm-hmm. And it won't be, I'm never going back to Chick-fil-A. I was about to say that as well. No, you go right back. Mm-hmm. You're looking for it on a Sunday. Exactly. But as soon as, the you know, this one small business, black-owned messes up, it's, this is why I don't support. Well, the, well, the diff- I will say the Perception. difference is, though, mm-hmm. playing devil's advocate, is that while they say they would go back to Chick-fil-A if they messed up or had an attitude because they've had multiple experiences, good experiences with Fair. Chick-fil-A. I've only gone to Small Supreme. If I could say... If I say I went to Small Supreme, when I was not say Small Supreme, I went to a small business one time, and this is my first and only encounter. The likelihood of me coming back, if it was a piss poor, is like slim to none. That's fair. Unless someone else has said, unless my other friend has said, oh, no, I've had a good, maybe maybe the day was just bad. Maybe it was a slow day, whatever have you, then I might go back. But Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If it's yeah. really good, no, they yeah. sell themselves. Yeah, put with bulls, Them joints move themselves. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, son. I put that lime on that junk. I told. I, told. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Cause your father, because the first time we went, you weren't dead. It was yeah. your pops was dead. He was like, "Yo, make sure y'all put the lime on there." Yeah. I'm like, all right. I never, cause I'm not big on lime. I'm like, all right. So I took the first bite. I was like, yeah, these ones bomb. And then Alex was like, "You do the lime." I was like, "No, nah, I ain't do the lime." He's like, "Do the lime." So I was like, "Oh, I get it. You had the, the chicken one. I get it now. No, nah, I got spicy beef. Oh, for real. I went all out. Right. I want spicy beef." And yeah, and Definitely then you guys something. like Alex doesn't even eat onions. Exactly. He wolf really? them, them joints down. Really? <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> like cooked onions or raw onions? onions period. Period. Yeah, period. Wow. I don't like powder onions. Really? But you wolf them Bro, I put onions on everything. everything. Exactly. Uh, this boy. I, I told him he's eating more onions. onion than what he thinks. I don't even eat peppers. And you have peppers in them. Really? What are you eating, bro? <laughs> Shake it with black pepper seasoning. <laughs> no facts. Definitely go to smoke nah, I'm with, I'm with Alex on that. Good. I've only been eating like onions and peppers, like bell peppers, for like a year now. Really? And I just started ex- putting letting that stuff stay on my meals. I pro- I'm still not touching to like tomatoes and stuff. Like well, let me ask you this: tomatoes. What did you eat as a child? Like, what is your I'm very super picky? You? Very. Yeah, I'm see, the type go to the Chinese restaurant. Can I get a chicken fried rice, no vegetables? But I'm surprised I did the by same you being thing. Nigerian. I did the same thing. They let that joint slide. Like you being picky. <laughs> I mm. And yeah. Alex is right. Jello rice and meat. Uh, actually, I, I'm not even gonna lie. When I was a little girl, I used to pick out onions, like and tomatoes, and push yeah, them to the side. That's OC, Colin. Come on now, it adds the flavor. It's the way you it adds flavor. That's crazy. <laughs> really? Yo, he's wilding. And you, you, you full Nigerian, right? Wow, that's crazy. I thought they would be like, yo, this is what this is what we made. If you don't want it, then you about to go hungry. He also the youngest too, so he probably got a little. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that true, Dash? Can you validate this? Can you fact check? I'm not. Yeah, I am. Can you fact check the other Nigerian? But I mean, you weren't picky, right? I was. You know, I was always picky. Hmm. You know that. (laughs) But um, but no, I'm. Well, I'm come from an African and American family household, so I can, I don't I don't have an opinion. <laughs> That's a lie. I do. Everybody. Well, the, well, I feel like okay. If you're the youngest person in the room, sure. Like if you're the young person yeah, in the yeah. household, then yes. Don't. That's not specific to Africans. We, we're not gonna let that slide. <laughs> that we're not is. Gonna let that slide. It's not specific no, to Africans. Like, they make a big deal about we, it. Though. We do. No, we do that too. They make a big like deal you about have it, to like see, serve your elders. Like wash their plates. Like no, your brothers get. You have to serve the elders. Yeah. 
That's huge. Not rolling. It's not specific. So you serving? You serve? So you youngest person in the room? You serving everybody upstairs? I feel obligated to. Oh, okay. But I've been, I've been like taking out the trash Sheesh. Yeah, that's that's a guy's a guy thing though. You do the dishes. Nah, the youngest girl is probably doing the dishes. It's not a guy thing. I gotta take out trash. I ain't never had that. I ain't do that. I know what you talking about. See, that's not even. Yo, that's a. I can't pronounce your last name, but that's a. That's a y'all thing. That's your family. Hey, go ahead. I was. I'll struggle with off wax. I'm not gonna get it wrong one way. All right, now, but for real though, y'all follow Simone Supreme. I know I have friends in like the North Carolina and on the West Coast. I've mentioned it and they say they won't come through. So definitely go to the y'all website is what? They'll give me y'all social media handles. Um, it's Simone Supreme for everything. So um, Instagram, Facebook, um, and our website as well www.simosupreme.com. And Simone is spelled S A M O S A. Honey. Hundred grand, hundred grand, hundred grand, hundred, hundred, what I want, hundred grand, yeah.